Everybody, hello! Welcome to another episode of the Launch Sequence Podcast. Today we've got a we've got a good one. This is a little bonus episode. We don't usually go live, and we don't usually record on Mondays. But we're just about to release uh, the previous episode with Ferrister, and I wanted to get a chance to have a newcomer who's been putting out some content and discovering Star Citizen, and uh, I think has some great opinions that I wanted to share onto the show. So, Ginger Prime, thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Dude, thank you so much for having me. Uh, this has been a really exciting uh, month as I've been just like I said in the pre-show drinking from the fire hose of information about Star Citizen. And uh, I've been absolutely just blown away by uh, both what the game offers today and what they're looking to offer uh, with their, you know, I would, I'll say roadmap for lack of a better word, but essentially with what they're looking at with the engine upgrades and, and the future with Squadron 42 and with the Persistent Universe as well. So it's been, uh, it's been a really fun treat. Thank you for, for jumping in uh, to talk about it. To be honest, uh, it looks like I'm actually having an encoding issue with my graphics card again here. So I'm going to go ahead and stop the stream on Discord. Uh, this is something that we had go on last time. It, it, it seems like my OBS on my streaming on my gaming PC has trouble streaming to both Discord and online. So I'm gonna stop what's going on on Discord real quick and go ahead and relaunch it to the live for everybody. That is, uh, and it looks like it might have also it, it might be messing with our internet connection. I'm not sure if that's on your side or mine, but it degraded a little bit there. Okay, um, but, I, I don't know. No, no, no problem. Let's keep talking though. So. You jumped in at a really good time. Like you said, they just had a great citizen con where they put out a lot of really good details. And it's kind of stuff that um, has been in the works for a long time. Like they've been talking about it for a long time, but people didn't really mm -hmm. know about it. So right. for somebody who's been following for a while, this is a, a really interesting moment. But for somebody who's just jumping in, I think one of the biggest things I want to get to the, in this podcast is just kind of understanding what it looks like from your perspective. And I guess to start out with that, let's go back to kind of where you come from in terms of gaming, what kind of games you usually play or, or make content for. Yeah, before we do that, just as to make sure that you're aware, it looks like the YouTube uh, live stream got killed. I yeah, don't know the live stream was... is good. We're still recording. We're still live here in Discord. So Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. doing some Excellent. tech awesome. stuff behind the, behind the scenes. There we go. I was just like, okay, I just want to make sure we're not like, why didn't you say anything, Brian? No, no, Come no. On, man. <laughs> content creator to content creator. You gotta help me out. I've uh, um, one thing I've gotten very good at is knowing when things break in terms of <laughs> making yeah, content. Dude, 100%, man. I think, yeah, that's you just gotta roll with the punches every every day, uh, when you step into content yeah. creation. So, uh, to, to answer the question, um, I guess. This really stems back to Final Fantasy XI for me. Uh, Final Fantasy XI uh, was a sandbox MMORPG. Uh, that was my first entry into what an MMO is. And this was uh, back in, I think, in 2004. So this is a well, <laughs> or at least 2003, maybe, well over 20 years ago. Uh, so I picked up uh, Final Fantasy XI because I was a huge Final Fantasy fan. And... Uh, Final Fantasy XI is a, a a brutal game. Like even still today, like I don't think the game is as brutal as it once was. Clearly, but still getting set up in the game 
is is a process and they have never really kind of streamlined that and uh the heart wants what it wants and so yeah. i was really you know like always just real i'm just really connected to final fantasy 11 i don't play it as much as i wish i did i just recently downloaded the final fantasy 11 horizon you know private server launcher and that's where it feels like sandbox mmos have been regulated to is into private servers of old classic games that we all were like why can't somebody just modernize this and really bring this into uh, you know, a new unique vision that really does lean into the sandbox. But uh, after Final Fantasy XI, Final Fantasy XIV came out, and that's when I started getting into content creation. So I created a podcast, and I was, like, very active about that. And, and uh, 1.0 was sandbox in orientation, but it was not polished and had lots of issues. And so Square Enix decided to remake that. And they remade it with 2.0 as a theme park based MMORPG of one I wish that I can continue to cover and always was like, you know, advocating for some feature changes and some things that I would love to see them bring into it because the visuals, uh, the controller support uh, were, were top of the line. So me, my wife, uh, we didn't have kids at the time, uh, really were just diving in and, and playing that game. Um, but the complaints that people had, I always were like, oh, those are solved by sandboxes. Like, Man, it'd be really nice to see some sandbox. And then ultimately, they decided that they were going to conclude the story. So if you start to think about Final Fantasy fourteen as a story-driven Final Fantasy game, they decided after this uh, with Endwalker, they're going to uh, complete their saga of this big story that they were telling. And last year, uh, last October, I decided I was going to step away and retire from Final Fantasy fourteen to focus into my family, on my comedy career, and uh, play more games like uh, New World, which I still play to this day, and it's I really enjoy that game. I, I just, you know, run into uh, time constraints with any, any video game I play. Yeah. And so... Um, that's kind of been my, my experience. Like when I, when I think about the games that really kind of drive me as I spend a lot of time, uh, in Final Fantasy, uh, 11 and, and Final Fantasy 14, and a lot of time now in, into New World. But one of the things that like with, I guess the launch of Starfield had me reevaluate, like I was like, cause there's all these things. Like the only thing prior to, uh, you know, pretty much July, 2023 is actually when I purchased Starfield, uh, Star, uh, Star Citizen. Um, but it was all like, I was like looking forward to playing Starfield. So I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just go ahead and buy this. Cause the only thing I'd ever heard about this game was it's a scam. Like, oh, that scam MMO, that scam game. And I'm like- So when was that? When did you start uh, hearing about this it, game ever? Like at, the first time? Uh, so you, I would say back in, um, so they, I think the funding was in 2012. So I was hearing in 2013 about like, oh, Star Citizen, that scam game. I'm like, okay. all right. like. <laughs> I was just like, I, like it, I was like, wasn't even on my radar whatsoever, but that's all the messaging that I've ever heard people say about the game. And so over the summer, I was like, okay, well, I'm looking forward to this. And I was like, you know what? Like they had some kind of ad that popped up uh, on, on YouTube. And I was like, that looks really cool. Like the fact is, is like, that looks really cool. You know what? I'm willing to go in, toss you know, some money into the end of the pot because whether it is or not, like what, whatever I like it or not, you know what, I'm just going to see for myself. And that's one of the, the, you know, the things that I always, you know, liked, I, I prefer personal reviews over anybody, like anybody, any content creator saying a game is worth my time or not. I'm like, Oh, I'll go try it for myself. But sure. I never ended up uh, playing it. I saw so I, like I purchased it and then um, Starfield co content really was popping off. And so I was like, well, I'm, you know, just kind of focusing in on that. And, uh, and then Starfield came out, I went ahead and played that and beat that. And I was like, man, I really like 
the space games. Like I've always really enjoyed them. Um, I don't really lean into post-apocalyptic games. It's one of the reasons why, like, you know, um, Bethesda's other, uh, you know, other games, Fallout, for example. Like, I don't resonate with that. I, I resonate more with either fantasy or sci-fi. And okay. a post-apocalyptic wasn't ever kind of a, a theme like a that between. I was like. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and so with those two kind of like things, I was like, I never really got into Fallout, but I was like, played Starfield. I was like, oh, that was great. And then I beat it. And I was like, huh. Well, it's like, and then what happened was CitizenCon comes out. And then all of a sudden, like, I start seeing people talk about Star Citizen on Twitter. I was like, I own this game. Let me just go check it out and see for myself. And so step into it. And it immediately felt like home, which is to say, like, when I go back to that Final Fantasy XI route, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, this game's going to let me fail. It's not going to hold my hand. It's not going to sit here and say, okay, I got to log in. And here's the three chores that I have to do before I actually start having fun. I've got a lot of critiques against the theme park. And I understand why theme park is so popular and successful. Can you explain that? by the way, yeah, what a theme park sure. MMO is. So the difference between, like, you have kind of these two mindsets. Theme park is, uh, like, it, just to get set up, paint a picture, is like, if you think of World of Warcraft, it is a quest-driven, which that's where you get the majority of your experience, and those quests take you from kind of little hub to hub, and then it puts you on a, uh, pretty much a treadmill. So the whole that what what theme park has evolved into is it's a huge race to uh, level cap, and then that's when the quote unquote end game begins, and then you spend your time chasing uh, more powerful gear that kind of gets doled out over time to try and keep you subscribed. So the player engagement is heavily focused around developer driven content. Sandbox is ends up in my my opinion is more focused in on player-driven content and their mindset behind that. Does that make sense? Yeah, and so I think that that distinction is important for a lot of people because many people will look at Star Citizen and say, there's not a lot of content there. And then other people right. will look at it and say, well, this is a sandbox, like there's so much content. And that sort of is important for a lot of people when you talk right. about how and, much there is and, to do. And a good game. example, yeah, and a good example of that in point is Real time, like real time travel between points. Uh, you know, a lot of games now try to reduce downtime and and boredom, but creativity is the cure for boredom. And what you end up seeing is that when you give players that downtime, it encourages more social interaction. It encourages creativity in ways that people can then use to pass the time, and then using that sandbox to create unique experiences that the developers themselves maybe didn't even dream up of. And then you factor in, uh, you know, I don't know how much the, the team is going to be using it, but now you start factoring in like AI development tools. Uh, you could end up seeing that they could kind of really like be able to address things much faster and be able to like bring in so much uh, interesting things just based off of what users do. So good examples of EVE Online being a sandbox and, you know, MMO where you have these player, you know, driven orgs, you know, and battling themselves out. And then meanwhile, let's say for me, like let, I'm, I'm busy. I got a busy life. Got a, I, mean, I have a large family. Uh, you know, okay, well, what am I going to do? Like, I'm just going to go mine. I'm just going to be somebody who mines materials and then is able to sell those materials. And in a way, I'm asynchronously playing in the bigger, yeah. broader story of what's going on, even if I'm playing kind of a small part. But then 
I find a lot of I find a lot of relaxation in that. And it's something I really enjoyed about Final Fantasy XI, and that's I think something that I really found missing in modern games. There's really like it's so individualized and focusing on that single player experience, and not that you can't have that in Star Citizen, but it's that there's not also that bigger connection to the bigger community that my little effort that I made actually is having a bigger impact so that somebody who's doing these like massive ship battles and needs materials and things like that benefits interestingly enough from my efforts. Okay. So you feel like what you've been seeing in star citizen uh, with the sandbox gameplay and kind of your experience with starfield pushed you away from that theme park style MMO and the trajectory you were already on. Yeah, I've always felt like though there was always something missing in the theme park, and I've stated this numerous times. And I get a lot, you know, I, <laughs> I get you, the online world is fun because you get a lot of hate. I get a lot of hate from some of the Final Fantasy fourteen community that just wants that theme park, and it's like I I do think the future of the MMO is the I call a sand park where it's you have the sandbox, but then you can also bring in theme park elements for the players who need that that you know goal that need to log in and say okay here's the 15 things that you're going to do today um you know like i get why those are like why theme park has quote unquote one in terms of just player engagement population and because those models have all been designed off of volume and volume of players to be profitable and that's yeah. one of the things that i think star citizen is set apart by because I, I've always said that I, I hear gamers saying that they want a sandbox MMO, that they want like PvP and they want it to be like a dangerous game, but then they never show up for those. So anybody who makes it and then they always I would always see somebody make up an excuse like, oh, it's well, we said we wanted that, but this game, it really they messed up on this one one thing. So we're just pulling and withdrawing all support. But here we are, and I'm going to say, I guess, year 11 of Star Citizen development. Yeah, just about. Continued. Yeah. And there is, so A, still continuing support. Uh, and then, like, as I step into it, it's like, yeah, there's an interesting history. But for me, I can't share that history. What I'm hearing right now, what I'm seeing right now, like, it is, I think, truly something that I'm like, I think people, more people need to pay attention to what's going on over here. Because this is different. This is it's both so risky, you know, from just a pure business economics perspective, like yeah. there's no way Activision would have approved this. There's no way Microsoft or Sony or any of these companies would have approved this project. This is only in existence because enough people willed it to be so. And the passion of the development team was then also met by people showing up and saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to contribute to this. I'm going to, I'm going to be a part of this. And so I've actually beyond the base game, I decided I was going to continue to start contributing to the game as well. So I actually purchased my first ship this weekend and, uh, and that's probably going to be the first of, of many, but I've been told that I should uh, hold off on buying uh, more ships and pick up some flight sticks or something like that next. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If, when it comes to getting into this game, I would say the best advice is get yourself a starter package and then anything that you want to put more towards that experience would be better spent on peripherals than ships. I mean, obviously, you know, everybody wants to kind of ha have that particular ship they really like. And there are progress wipes in this game being an alpha state. So like it does get annoying having to work back towards a ship. Some people really like it. Some people love that experience. But yeah, 
I, I definitely well, say then like, you can make it a mini game where you're like, how fast can I do? Like, what's the yeah. what's my optimal route? And then I'm going to do this or. Yeah, I, I totally 100% agree. Yeah. One of the problems with the game is that it's so hard to find a meaningful progression because reputation being the main progression just isn't that developed. So if you have all the ships that you want and all the weapons you want and all the armor you want, it's like, well, I'm just basically doing stuff to do stuff. And a lot of people like having yeah. that that drive. Yeah, um, exactly. So at the end of the day. Because I think this is an interesting topic. It's something I've actually seen in a couple of my live streams over the last couple of weeks. Did would you say would you say Starfield had an actually a very big part in getting you to play Star yeah. Citizen? Yeah, it, it reignited my love of space games. I've never played like Elite Dangerous, and so Starfield was that kind of that reintroduction. And a lot of this again stems from my retirement um, on, uh, you know, on Final Fantasy 14, because that was something that was consuming so much of my time. In fact, I, just, I put out a one-year update, like I'm, I'm down almost 50 pounds uh, since I retired from 14, because it was just like, it was one of those things that just consumed so much of my, con my time, because also my content was tied into that. And then I was just like, I have to make some decisions. And so that freed me to start just jumping into more games and especially just you know like hey okay i haven't played that game in a while or i'll check out this game play some more halo or you know just generally enjoy gaming from a gamer's perspective rather than a content creator's perspective mm -hmm. and so starfield was like oh like oh my gosh i want more of this i loved it and so one of the things that i saw was interesting uh, and i think it was actually why like um it was back when uh the the loading uh issue was was prevalent on um on, on Twitter where a lot of people are showing like, Oh yeah, you can, you can go in this direction for like 10, 15 minutes and then you're going to hit a loading wall in Starfield and how people felt uh, frustrated by that. And then I saw somebody tweet out like, yeah, okay. But over here in star citizen, here's me just like flying to the planet landing now running in any direction and no load screens. And I think that's actually the tweet. When I saw that tweet, I was like, okay, I'm going to purchase this game and that, cause it will be a good uh, idea to see like how other, other people are doing it differently. And then it's like, it's so freaking impressive. And I'm so glad that I played Starfield all the way through before playing Star Citizen, because if I went the other way, I can see now why people were frustrated with, with Starfield, as opposed to like, I had a good time. I enjoyed the RPG. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the gameplay. And it's like, okay, yeah, you got the loading screens and you got more of the traversal through the stars. I was like, okay, I was like, that didn't bother me. But now I'm like, holy crap, dude, like this, the traversal in Star Citizen. I don't know how anybody follows that up with anything less than this, right? Like this has the potential, kind of like where Boulder's Gate 3 really kind of put a new, you know, kind of milestone like saying like guys here's the new line in the sand mm -hmm. for like what does it mean to be an rpg narrative story experience this star citizen has that same potential like where it's like if your space game <laughs> doesn't do all like like this people are just gonna say like all right like well, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go play the game that does. Well, that's, I think that's, that's also a good topic because like a lot of people don't want it. Right. I think if, if Starfield did do traversal the same way Star Citizen does, then there mm -hmm. would be a group of people who don't like Starfield. Right. Well, there's a group of people that don't like it for how it handled it, but if it did yeah. traversal, like, yeah, like you mean in the real time where there's that little yeah. bit of annoyance. Well, I think essentially like when you think about how you can go to the planet, like even at, it, like, I think if, Starfield did 
this at just a base level where like you're on the planet you can fly up you can still fast travel like they can say yeah you know you just fast travel if you want mm -hmm. um but you could be on the planet fly up in the in the atmosphere and then you know gravity boost you know and then be basically at the next planet without having to go to these menus and do all these extra little you know yeah things. like no, no man's sky yeah exactly we're like that's where and i think no man's sky had that uh where people were expecting that and that was that becomes a uh a, a communication problem that bethesda you know they they were they're uniquely vague to build excitement and then they never really clarify and people's imaginations run wild well, and yeah people were saying <laughs> we were we were saying leading up to this like folks based on what they're saying there's not going to be atmospheric flight and i remember being on the right. the subreddit like a year and a half two years ago just like talking with people being like guys this is harder than it sounds like bethesda is a oh, huge yeah. company but they don't they don't have to do that in order to make the returns. They have other games to make. They can't put all the time and effort into atmospheric flight like right. that. Into the into this one game. Now, I would say, and I would push back on Bethesda to say, let's say they followed up with the Starfield 2. I would say that they have to, that, that becomes a requirement. And that's what I mean with Star Citizen becoming a new line in the sand to where it's like, okay, like this is what people are expecting now. And if you deliver less, you're gonna your game's naturally going to struggle same concept with cross play cross save for multiplayer games you're gonna launch on a console without like connected you know uh connection to the pc version or whatever mm -hmm. your game's going to suffer now because what ends up happening is friend groups are gonna go oh let's check out oh we can't play together okay well let's stick with the game that we already are playing you know because you have to it, it moves that you know the the requirements forward uh you know in a, in a good positive way right i yeah. think gamers win when um when things become kind of really established and say you know this has got to be like you know and that's that makes some challenging game developments much harder you yeah. know we've seen that with uh with the lack of kind of that almost in a way that mid-tier kind of game where those have really struggled like for spoken you know coming out a lot of people hating on that earlier this year I actually found a lot of joy in that game, but I said, you know, when it comes to any kind of review, I was like, if you price the game at $40, I don't think you would have heard any complaints, but a $70 game, this is not. And that's where I think within the industry, like some of the requirements for what means to be, you know, a game has, uh, has, uh, taken root to where it's been yeah. a self-fulfilling prophecy where, okay, yeah, people aren't showing up for that game and it, cause it was priced wrong. And I think, well, I wonder what will happen, you know? With single player games especially for square enix the uh, whole in the, future. the whole idea behind what what is a game what's worth like ever since we kind of got into that era of indie games being pretty good and you can get like a good game for 20 bucks now yeah, it's exactly it, it, it makes that 60 dollars price point more contextual and like people mm -hmm. will come in and they'll be like oh uh star citizen 600 million dollars funded and and look what they have and the yeah. way i see it is like no $45 to buy in and look at what yeah. you get. And a lot of times it's exactly. not enough for people to say it's worth 45 bucks right now. Oh, it's a, it's hard. I, I would easily say that it's worth $45. Like, um, but then again, I, I recognize that I'm in a, a position of privilege because I get, uh, you know, I have a job that, you know, pays on my, me and my wife, we have a, uh, you know, we, we live and die by a budget and I always try to encourage people, you know, like you should have a budget in your life, like get, make that a, par a common practice. Otherwise, like, you're going to be lighting like $5 million on fire. And once you realize just how much money you're losing, because you're not, you know, not taking 10 minutes a, a week to figure out where your money's going. Mm -hmm. um, but 
the uh, we, we have a budget. And so I have money that I can spend. And so for me, risking $45 isn't a lot. But I know there's gamers out there who are like, man, I can't even scrape $45, you know, uh, at all, like over the course of several months because yeah. of, you know, bills and stuff. So I do recognize like for me saying like, it's worth it. It's like, yeah, but I, I do. Okay. <laughs> you know, right. I do. Okay. And so I can afford to get, you know, gaming and my wife supports my hobby. Um, because I also don't go and, you know, watch every sports game, you know, or like, you know, Everybody's video games something. are my, yeah, yeah. Video games are my thing as opposed to like, you know, running around doing, you know, other crazy stuff. Yep. Same here. It's a, that's yeah. video games are like a family thing for us. Um, yeah, yeah and, I feel that 100%. Yeah, and it's, uh, well, yeah. So I want to I wanna get back to your journey into Star Citizen because sure. you, you, mentioned, you mentioned that like your first sort of experiences with it, obviously were like, the, it's a scam messaging and mm -hmm. that's yeah, been yeah. just, depending on where you go on the internet, that's probably been a, a pretty consistent message over the last decade. So what I want to know is from going to that to enjoying Star Citizen, was it just that tweet that you mentioned or what was like the process of realizing, wait a second, this is a thing. Right. So it was the tweet that I saw was the reason why I went and decided I was like, you know what, I'm going to check that out. Right. Because mm -hmm. it's that uh, I was like that what they were showing off I was like, that's interesting. OK, Star Citizen does that. OK, cool. And then, you know, again, I was like just the I was like, you know what, I'm going to go put that put the money in the pot. I'm going to go find out. And that way I have the ability to speak to it. To a degree, you know, of what I what I use the term authority, not that I would think that I'm an authority in the star citizen space, but at least somebody who's not like, oh, I heard from a guy that said, like, the game isn't good. You know, I'm like, no, I, I played it. And I was like, here's my thoughts. You know, here's my initial my take. So it gives me that ability to speak to it because I really I. I really try to from a content creation perspective uh, to lean into like the idea of integrity, because one of the things I feel lacking with that is, you know, uh, we, you know, you could throw a stone and find, you know, this, you know, any content creator you want. Um, but what I find typically lacking, and I understand uh, the business of content creation is that it's like, you know what, I'm willing to let people unsubscribe. And I see this uh, where a lot of content creators are afraid to speak about certain certain games or or cover any kind of news in a negative or positive light and then you kind of see the obviously the drive for a sensationalism uh driving it in and it's like you know what i'm like i just want to be somebody who's like yes i've actually played star citizen and yes this is what i think about it so i was like you know what i'm gonna check it out it's gonna be on my list and then time just got away from me and, and anybody knows if they if anybody out there who has kids knows like you know, you got to be flexible with your time and you got to, you got to roll with the punches. And so mm -hmm. when, you know, when kids get sick and when things like, you know, so like typically people are like, Hey, when do you stream? And I go, I have no clue. <laughs> um, until like maybe day of where my wife's like, Hey, things are going good. Why don't you take some time and go and go play a game? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, Oh, cool. They're asking yeah. when you stream and you're like, just give my child a call. They'll, they'll let you know next <laughs> yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Like we got, cause like, again, like for me as a dad, it's like the one thing that I want to make sure that at the, when my kids decide, like whether they want to hang out with me or not when they're adults. But one of the things I want to make sure that we're, I'm never looking back going like, dang, um, I should have spent more time with the kids. And so they come first every single time. But then occasionally like they take naps or they go to bed at night, you know? And uh, so it's like, okay, yeah, let me like, what do I want to do? Uh, that's, you know, kind of my thing. And so um, that was, that was, that was the first, that was the purchase moment. 
Um, but then it was the sitcom, uh, the the event and the squad. Like I didn't see any of the trailers, but all of a sudden people were like, oh my gosh, Star Citizen sitcom. This is really cool. And I was like, okay, well, I have the game. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play it. I'm just gonna step into it. And so uh, I've been, you know, like outside of like, you know, kin time, like I usually get a, about an hour for lunch. I work from home. I'm a mm-hmm. software engineer. Um, that's what I do. And I was like, oh, I have, you know, I, I've been doing these things uh, occasionally, like maybe one a week or maybe one every other week or two, um, where I'd call them lunch and loots, where I'm like, it's an hour. I'm going to schedule the stream. I'm going to take my lunch break and I'm just going to play a game. And so I scheduled, I was like, oh, you know, I, let me, I'm, I really like all the stuff is going on. I was like, oh man, I want to, I really want to check out Star Citizen. I really enjoyed Starfield um, stepping into space game. Let's go. And so then I just did a, a lunch stream and I, oh dude, the game was so intense. Cause I was like, I, I don't, oh, how do I do this? Or how do I do that? And I love that. Like, like I actually, I really enjoy that. Like the game wasn't holding my hand. Um, and the fun thing was, and again, back to kind of the fact that as being somebody who was streaming it, people, you know, in my community show up and the people are like, oh my gosh, you know, people who play Star Citizen that are already a part of like, who are already following me were like, oh, they love oh my that. gosh, I'm so excited that you, yeah. you're checking this game out. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, like I hadn't really, again, all the conversation up to this point was always like, anybody mentioned Star Citizen was like, that scam game. And it's like, so I'm like, all right. But I'm like, yeah, this is pretty neat. And so they're helping me out. I'm kind of learning the ropes and I, and I die. And it's like, okay, that's that's cool. All right, let me, I'm gonna try that again. And, uh, and just the overwhelming community support infused that, that feeling that I had immediately when I stepped into Star Citizen. Like looking at their real-time transit, I was like, oh, I have to wait for the train? Oh, thank goodness. It's not some hit this loading screen or hit the, oh, this instance. It's like, no, the, this is a living world, right? And at this yeah. time, I still didn't even understand the scale of traveling from system to system and planet to planet. I'm like, okay, you know? And so I'm just stepping into the, uh, to the experience. And, uh, and then a lot of people within the community is like, you're going to do that again? It's like, yeah, that was, that, I had a lot of fun. I'm going to put some more time into this game. And so I keep doing that and it's been really great. And then now people are sending me like videos to react to. And so one of the things that was always not shocking. So just wanted to be very clear, like uh, not shocking about how communities respond to games, especially with content creators coming in and, uh, and, you know, and, and it's that somebody there, a lot of people were like, you should be like, you need to be more critical about this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, yeah, maybe like in time, but yeah, right no, now, like, like you it's should super get to just, fun. Yeah, I, right. I, I really right. dislike that. That's not fair. I do too. I do too. Well, it's at a. I think it's also disingenuous. Like I'm not here looking for things to complain about. Like I don't. If you don't watch my videos, that's fine. My kids still get to eat food and have shelter. Like I'm not dependent on that. And that gives me that level again. Back to that integrity. Like I, I can tell people the truth, and whether they're gonna like it or not. Or whether they agree with it or not, I, I'm I still get to be me. I'm not beholden to you know like oh no I might lose subscribers. Like I'm notorious at making videos that I'm like what I call subscriber purge videos, mm-hmm. where it's just like I'm gonna all right we're gonna talk about this and this is that oh you you know Brian you suck. It's like yeah probably but you know what yeah it's like it's fine. I'm gonna still like keep making these things. And so uh, that was is like where. Yeah, it was interesting. It's like people were saying, like, I gotta, I gotta be negative. It's like, no, I, I, I have, I, I don't mind being, you know, and, and offering critique, but I don't have yet enough experience because my, my thing is, let's say I came in here and I was like, you know what, this game's great, but dadgum, this system over here really needs work, right? 
that's ignorant to say because I don't because they might have already talked about it in a, in a in a dev update. There might be a roadmap item for it. Like I don't have the information to be somebody who can critique the game to a degree yet. And if I would, and if I was going to er jump in on early that I, I would call him like that. If I was just a viewer watching me, I'd be like that. What the fuck, f dude? Like you don't know. And it's like, yeah, exactly. So it's like, I'm going to focus in on. And that's where I was like, uh, I saw like a salty Mike reacting stuff and uh, and a couple things. And it's like, yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm like, you're people are welcome. But we were because I was covering some comments about how I, was, I wasn't being critical about the game. And it's like, no, it's not even I don't know. I think that's. I don't want to waste air on that. You know, like, I, I don't think there's anything good coming out of that because again, and it was funny that people were like, oh no, he's a dev. He's going to excuse everything the devs do. And I think there's a, like, That's to a kind of touch to on. Look at it. <laughs> well, I, I think to push back on that idea, because I know a lot of people talk about software development as a monolith. And I think, and this is, and maybe you can correct, you can educate me on this, but what I've gathered from just like reading, react, you know, reacting uh, and, and listening to conversations uh, within the community uh, since I started playing is that I would separate the issues, not as development issues, because I can understand delays. I can understand that. I, I put that more into PR and visionary communication where there here's our vision here's what we're communicating and then people accepting that like as kind of the timetable and so i i i i split those up into kind of how things are communicated to the players versus like the developers actively working on creating things that do not exist and that's that's the other thing there isn't a real roadmap of like world of warcraft redefined the theme park mmo everybody has to copy wow otherwise they have no chance in hell because people are going to step into it and it's going to be like speaking going from speaking spanish to speaking you know uh, you know english it's going to be a huge like they're, they're not going to know how to communicate and they're going to get frustrated and leave what star citizens doing is they're fundamentally reshaping and creating technology and systems that do not exist and there is not a real you know, at least from my you know perspective, I haven't played every game. There isn't a real you know like oh you just got to go do what Final Fantasy Eleven did and you're going to be solid. And it's like no, that's not the case. We're we're doing something vastly different than anybody else. And that unfortunately, like that's where the dev comes to me and I go, yeah, that's going to take a lot of time. Like having if I was if I started playing and started following the game earlier, I would have probably been pushing back on timetables that people were communicating because somebody was like they were supposed to have server meshing in by 2020. And it's like, I think that if I was back in that time, I would have been like, when they when they were talking about the time frame, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Plenty of like, people are. Plenty of people were uh, for several different steps but, of, of the way. Like, this yeah. sounds very optimistic. And you get yeah, you started they're giving, to get that. They're giving the quick time as opposed to like, yeah. well, we didn't expect this and that and the other thing. And that, it, what we've discovered within like development, though, is like even the big dogs like Microsoft and Apple and things like that, like they'll, they've, they've done some case studies about like, what they estimated it was going to take and then what it actually took and it ends up being three at like three times longer than it was ever estimated and this is just like it oddly enough across into the industry and maybe there's been updated studies on it but i was like yeah there's what's estimated and then there's what's actual and I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna worry about something that actually gets done that takes a little bit longer and gets done in the right way which, uh, which when it comes down to the server meshing from what I've, what I've, you know, seen and, and been told about it, 
holy crap, that's gonna be that's gonna be game changing for this game. Oh yeah, it'll be a big deal for this game, and really the hope is just that it allows this game, like you know, it doesn't have to be something that makes this game uh, specifically different from every other game. It just needs to make the concept of what this game is work, and yeah, we've been waiting for that for a while. Um, yes, that's what I hear. <laughs> that's why I'm like, I feel like I almost got in the perfect time. Like I'm like, oh yeah, hey. That- cool oh it's here great (laughs) so that's the thing and that's kind of what i'm getting from this talk is like this citizen con was easily their best single investment in marketing throughout the entire the entirety of this thing they've they've always done citizen cons and they've always had problems um this year i would there was nothing that i could see as a problem you know there may have been some things that they announced maybe too early maybe things some some things that were missing uh but on the scale of like back in 2017, for instance, they sold mm-hmm. land claims, which were yeah. associated with buying land in the game, which still isn't in the game. That was not a great look. But like this year, nothing like that. It was <laughs> yeah. all positive. People yeah. saw the event. They're coming back to the game. I can't say the game is ready for all of that kind of attention, but it's it's interesting to see. And that's kind yeah. of my next question for you is now that you've started to get into it you've got more involved you're watching these videos and getting up on features how are you liking what you see from the game perspective you already kind of touched on that but it's the it's this feels like it's answering the call of like the heart wants what it wants and so i i i I don't know if i tweeted this out or i did this as a like a reply and a comment but it's like this game is what my heart has been wanting in a video game for a long time that my brain said could never exist because from you know my my career and just you know studying just gaming in general i'm like there's just no way that you know this could be funded and yet here we are and so it's this is actually like very exciting um to be at this time because i don't end up having like any of like you know 10 years of like i've been waiting for this game for 10 years let's go it's like i just discovered about this now turns out they have a 10 year head start and while i don't think the game we're I, you know it's not coming out 2024 <laughs> like stars is not gonna uh or maybe even 2025 but where like this is going to be something that i think is going to be a worthwhile journey to to follow uh because of where they are and one of the things i will say like you brought up the, the citizen con and how that and went really well that's what you want from your developer team right like you you don't want them to learn the same lessons over and over like hey you humans make mistakes right so it's like we hey we messed up Oh, okay. Okay, well, fix it. We fixed it, and now we're going to keep moving forward. doesn't mean we won't make new mistakes, as long as we're not making the same mistake over and over again. Well, like that's, that's the only thing that's annoying. What, what do they, they what? do that. They, 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 oh, they, they do the same uh, mistakes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, you that's know, just me, like, going, like, yeah. Everybody's got their things. Uh, this is not a perfect project, and that's, I think, the best part about it is, like, you can I, that's the best part about this citizen con again is like for 10 years we've been watching them put out like demos and videos and all this stuff about gameplay and for mm-hmm. 10 years we've been like okay this looks good and it's promising and we like the vision but it doesn't look like a triple a you know like mil- hundreds of millions of dollars invested kind of thing and then this citizen con finally it's like now we have the context of how they can kind of fall short a little bit when yeah. they do put out their best it's looking really mm-hmm. good yes and and hopefully as a go forward, that ends up being kind of like, hey, this is how it went. Because I was able to go to the, the AIE uh, event in game uh, this last uh, this weekend, and it was like that. It was such an interesting experience that it's then felt like it was joined to CitizenCon. So mm-hmm. it's like 
you know, like, yeah, okay, 10 in real per in time or like virtually. And it was just, it was a fun uh, thing to see. And it just, it feels like the thing I say that I feel when I'm playing this game, like we we're running around and one of the guys in our party pulls up their, you know, their little calm. And I, and forgive me for not knowing it's an official term, but like hitting F1 and bringing up your, your menu. And, uh, and I could see his menu, like, while I'm standing next to him because he like his character pulled up his arm and there was this menu. I go, the only reason why that's there is because somebody was passionate enough to put it in there. Somebody like the passion that I see in, even in the history and even in the fail, like the, the failings quote unquote um, of marketing and communication and, and you know, the development uh, strategy here, like it's driven so much off of a, a level of passion that that's the only reason why, so, uh, you know, Star Citizen is even here. That's the only reason why Squadron 42 is here, because that passion is then also being rewarded financially to make that a viable reality uh, for for gamers. And, you know, again, uh, I don't know when Squadron 42 is coming out. I would I, I hear they would like to target, you know, fall 2024. Um, you know, but for me, I'm, I'm not well, really worried. I'm like, I'll wait till I'll, like when it's out. It's out. Yeah, and, I know. don't think I don't think they've said when they want to target at all. But I think a lot of the community thinks it's twelve months out. I, I think. Yeah. I think if think? they want to target twelve months out, then they should take twenty four. <laughs> yeah, I would say that too. Like that's where I was like when because I, I that's that's the that's the answer that I got. People are like oh they they were thinking about you know at the end of, you know end of next year and I go huh like I would put it at a minimum twelve months. However, I was like, when I like, I always think in like six, 12, 18, 24 month blocks for development. So that's where one of the things that has always annoyed me about kind of the modern style of gaming where people would do marketing betas. And the fact that they would call it a beta always frustrated me because it's like, no, a beta is when people are playing it and we're really looking at telemetry and, and feedback for what to change. And we'll roll those changes, especially in game dev you know, out depending on in six months or 12 months or whatever, because it's going to take some time. But then the, the game launches next week. It's like, all you're doing is a stress test, you know, early access stress test. You're not doing yeah. a beta. And that's yeah, where a, a lot of, yeah, it's a demo. And, and, and that's, that's where I think a lot of marketing is, has muddied the waters and, and caused a lot of frustration that wasn't uh, necessary within gaming, but that's where we are. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about Star Citizen being an alpha Mm -hmm. and and, re and remaining so you hit that agree button you're like hey guys it's work in progress <laughs> you yeah, know like that's you agree you that know that gets to be a touchy subject as well with this and it's, <laughs> you know it's, it's it's a i it's the idea of like yeah i backed an alpha but how long is it going to be an alpha you know like what's going to be included all that there's a lot of yeah. those details um but you being so fresh into the game mm -hmm. we've talked kind of the feeling behind the game and the project and everything how about actually playing the game because yeah i'm sure you can tell that there are some systems that are like more alpha than others yeah and that's where like my goal whenever i sit down to play the game is to always learn something new and basically add it as a real world skill so uh this last example uh, last time i was playing i was piloting some ships and uh learning how to, to really get and understand the flight controls landing taking off and things like that so it's uh that then of that experience in and of itself is helpful that i'm streaming i can understand somebody who wouldn't if they were playing it and they weren't streaming it and they weren't looking up guides how they can easily get frustrated but from my experience playing it i like failing and i like when games let you fail 
to teach you about a system as opposed to like basically making, you know, if, if you think about bowling where you pull up the bumpers on the side. So it's like, yeah, I'll never go in into the and throw a gutter ball. It's like, no, 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 let me let me crash the ship and, <laughs> and, and, and go down in flames because uh, that that actually reinforces the the reality and the rules of the game as opposed to you know making it you know something soft so the fact that i got to eat food and drink you know and and hydrate the funny bug i remember when i was like well how do i eat and i found that they had some gatorade that you know filled me up and also gave me uh yeah that's nice <laughs> gave me hydration yeah. but it was like i was next to pizza and they're and, and chat was like well pizza's coming in a future update and it's like yeah, okay i can i can <laughs> see how like i can interact with this i can interact with this and i, I cannot interact with this and what I end up running into, like, I, and I don't know if this is a bug or again, just as I learned the game is that sometimes I'm like, oh, it, I can't interact with this. And then it's like, you, I wait a second and then, then I can interact with it. And I'm like, okay, it caught up to whatever I was, I was doing. But the, um, I, I like the hyper realization. It becomes very more immersive. It feels like I'm able to step into a world that we can't step into ourselves, right? Like I, we're not going to go to another planet. We're not going to fly on a spaceship. Uh, but like in this world, I, I, I can, and it's so immersive that it feels way more grounded than, you know, something where it's just like, okay, yeah, I know I'm playing a video game, you know, I know, yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, YOLO and it's, it's all, you know, throw it all away. It's such a, a live world too like it's yeah. not because it's dead and the npcs are standing on tables and not functioning <laughs> but like it like that interactivity that you're talking about oh is... and there's like there was like all had their arms just standing there yep. with their arms wide out and i was like that's awesome i don't I'm know guessing... I, I, I it gives me a lot of things to laugh about which is it's just entertaining well, i'm guessing you saw that at the citizen con if you were watching citizen con yeah. like and the people were up on chairs t-posing <laughs> so it's like yeah. <laughs> we it's been a while yeah we've been doing that a while um so you mentioned that like you like when things sort of break and, and you like yeah. the immersive aspect of this. One of the big pieces of gameplay that they've been working on for probably three years now and is supposed to be coming into the game kind of slowly over probably the next year, maybe two years, mm -hmm. is ship engineering. And this okay. will be like, basically it's the whole simulated power and pressure and uh, gravity system in all ships, space stations, mm -hmm. and outposts. And we'll be nice. able to interact with that. So one of the things they're bringing with that is the idea that your ship, you have to maintain it. You've got to, um, mm -hmm. you know, every once in a while, you might have to re get it repaired or just make sure you're not abusing it or else it might start having glitches and malfunctions. Some yeah. people, as you can imagine, feel this is starting to tip over that line of immersion and interest to, um, to too much, to making it yeah. a job. How do you feel about like the way that Star Citizen is going with that kind of stuff? So again, not gonna, not trying to speak from like, oh, this is what I, you know, this is how it should be. But the way, when you describe that, like I, I like that because those kind of systems mean that money has value. When you start to devalue currency, you end up taking out the the natural player driven incentive to do various different things, right? So all of a sudden there's the like wear and tear and repair. Now, should it be, you know, as meticulous as like you, where you want to play? Like, I think that what you could do is you could give somebody the ability to manually do this or I, what I would have, what I would do if I was designing the game, it's like, oh, or you can, you know, ha there's an AI uh, component that's going to help you, you know, kind of automate some of the stuff for you, but there's a cost to running that as well. Um, so that way you can kind of streamline both uh, both elements because the the immersive side of it, like when we talk about engineering, 
uh, and we're traveling through space and you have a lot of people, especially on multi-cruise ships, like that brings a lot of value uh, to being a multi-cruise ship uh, and giving people things that do that actually matter uh, in terms of that. And then the main the maintenance of it, uh, keeping your ships uh, up, to, up to snuff and things like that, add to the immersion, but also add to that the demand of like, oh, this is something that that is a part of the game. And, you know, that's where from an, like a player driven incentive, how do you how do you run like because it does run the risk of people feeling like, well, I got to log in today. It's be, like Star Citizen's become my full time job. Um, I think essentially you you have the ability to say like, oh, you can do it yourself or, you know, maybe there's this other thing that, you know, has a cost to it that you that will just make it a little bit easier for you to to run. I, I don't know the, the right solution because I actually lean more into the I'd rather it be more immersive and then let and then, you know, give feedback on that. Like, yeah, this isn't actually fun. And that's where they could go in with it's fully immersive. And then people are like, OK, the fun actually is this much and then if you cut out like this much tediousness then it actually just improves the overall experience does that make sense oh yeah i i am 100 percent in agreement with that because when you look at a game like star citizen like you said they're building a very particular and, and Im, impressive scaled game like you can be mm -hmm. a farmer, salvager, miner, right. medic, all this stuff, right? You can be just a ship to... engineer. Like, hey, I just come on and I manage shields because I'm the yeah. best at it. <laughs> exactly. And like, if you wanted to have somebody be able to do that in an MMO for 500 hours, it, it first, they got to get paid well for it, right? There's got to be opportunity. Yep. And then it also has to be deep. And yeah. you can't do that without building gameplay that A, some people hate because they want to hire somebody else to do it. And B, is just yeah. really complex. Exactly. You bring up the excellent point about hiring somebody to do it for you, whether like I was in my mind, I was like, oh, I create an AI, you know, there's that bot yeah. that does that or like, yeah, let me hire another player uh, who's like, yeah, because I remember like back in 11, Final Fantasy 11 is like, I remember I made a lot of money just teleporting people places because they needed that as a as a thing. Not everybody could teleport everywhere. And so that's that was a, that became a money making opportunity and how people could uh, do that. And so I was like, that's how I made uh, a good chunk of my change to to do that. And, it was, and I ended up having fun because you always end up meeting new people and having that social element. The thing I'd also say, though, is that one of the I think one of the things they're doing that's really smart is with Squadron 42. Let's say the real world, the persistent universe, uh, you know, starts to be frustrating to you. Right. Well, like Squadron 42, like here's a single player narrative, you know, driven experience, something that can really kind of like they have other avenues and people have said arena commander as well. Like the mm -hmm. arena commander is the theme park within the game. So you don't have to feel like you have to invest, invest, invest to be able to have fun. Uh, you can just step in and have fun with that, yeah. with that mode, yep. you know, they and could... same thing with squadron 42, like just, Oh, you want to play? Here you go. If you want to go deeper, we have a deeper experience and that's, that's essentially the pitch, right? Like that's where I think the ingeniousness of it is with Squadron 42, especially watching both the trailer from six years ago and the new trailer. It's like, this is an, this is the hook. And then what you end up saying is like, guys, that was just the appetizer. If you want to go, if you want to get nuts, you know, let's get nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect, man. I mean, you got Squadron 42 as this sort of single player, like you're saying, appetizer to the experience, really polished yeah. and like, nice introduction and then arena commander they could literally build arena commander to be a free-to-play battlefield competitor and put it on steam yeah. right and there that you would go be a there. crazy trojan horse dude and because again like you're like this is fun and and then the 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 offer ends up being and there's more 
you know, like there's, there's more as opposed like, and this also ties into like nostalgia bait in a way. Like if you have uh, squadron 42 and it really just like a lot of people like, Oh man, that was awesome. And you have, you know, like arena commander and you're like, people are playing that and that's a lot of fun. And then it's like, okay, I actually have a little bit more time. You know, maybe, maybe my kids, you know, are at summer camp and I have a whole week. It's like, Oh, now I can, let me go see what the persistent universe. I'm not talking about for myself. I'm talking about for like other dads out there. Cause that's generally how I think I'm like, Oh, what, what, what would get some of them to play? And it's like, well, all of a sudden they ended up with a lot of free time and they wanted to have a, a, like a crazy multiplayer, you know, space adventure. Then, yeah. then, then here you go, guys, <laughs> you're, already, you're already halfway there. You know, see, I just gotta be thinking about the, the data mom market. We need a, mm -hmm. we need those quick experiences. It's it's, and it's actually, again, great time for you to be jumping in because, yeah. um, arena commander has been rough for for a while and they actually just did a pretty major update with it this month and then next mm -hmm. month or sorry this year next month they're adding multi-crew support which is like nice. mind-blowing because for the last 10 years it's basically been oh yeah you can jump into a single seat fighter and you can dogfight mm -hmm. with people you can do that in yeah star wars squadrons you know it's not mm -hmm. that particular but now you'll be able to load in with somebody in their hammerhead and do like full fleet battles with other people in this really quick environment where you don't have yeah. to like you said worry about dying on the way out to, to space and all that stuff exactly and so that opens it up especially in when you think about like training and and just because let's say uh over time let's start citizens out you end up having these big squadron fleet battles that are happening in the persistent universe new player comes in wants to get involved in that but it's intimidated because generally like when especially like i, I think of my wife and i think of many others like Oh, I, I haven't been doing this. I don't want to hurt the team. So then they never end up giving it a shot. And then right. having that in, in Arena Commanders, like, oh, you want to go run some Sims? That way you're not, you know, like, it's not costing you anything. There's no downtime. You can just go play, get experience, get experience, and then get that confidence so that you're like, yeah, I can step into the Persistent Universe now. That ends up, I think, being a, a really good, uh, you know, just opportunity for gamers. Yeah. What a, for you, what kind of gameplay are you kind of gravitating towards? What have you been enjoying so far? So I haven't done any like the first person shooting stuff yet, but I've done uh, some space combat and some space flight and I've done uh, kind of a go get a package from a, a dead space station uh, mission and a, and a couple of delivery missions. I think essentially like, when, you know, when I look at my life and some of the things I enjoy, like I really enjoy gathering and fishing in New World you know, it ends up being very like kind of this relaxed mindset. So I honestly think that when Star Citizen does officially, you know, release and it's, you know, it's out there here, who knows what what time frame uh, that I could see myself being somebody who's like, yeah, I made an outpost. I'm doing like I'm, I'm just basically somebody who's living this space, you know, uh, <laughs> dream of going back and forth and, and, and getting materials and providing the, the economy The 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 dream is like i would be getting involved in orgs and more space battles and doing things of that nature mm -hmm. but when i look at my life i'm like yeah i typically play something that i can easily just okay i need to you know like a kid needs me or something you know my wife needs me that i'm like okay i can pause real quick and step away and i'm not hurting anybody um because i'm just mining over here or something like that so it's and and you know it gets risky because someone's like you're in space you and i had to step away because my wife needed me to do something and they're like somebody could have killed you and it's like i i'm just used to that like i just i you know something could happen to me while i step away from the keyboard and i have to be okay with it uh otherwise 
it's not worth my time to get frustrated at a game because I don't have endless amounts of hours to play video games. Sure. So it's like, I'm just like, all right, I'm finding fun here. I'm having a good time. Uh, I like the, I like social aspects of it because I don't go out to, to bars and uh, you know, like I, this is a good time to hang out with, you know, my community and, and we talk video games and talk life and, you know, things like that. So it always ends up being something where that's probably will, where I'll end up gravitating towards. But uh like just like with raids like in other like uh games like i'm like i always try to have the skills necessary that i can step into those roles uh but they always have happen off of invite i'm not i'm not going to be the, your your content creator scheduling like big you know uh, org versus org you know space battles uh just because i've got so much in my life that's already scheduled that it just that that doesn't appeal to me it just set that same kind of connection into games it's there's going to be i think a pretty significant difference between the, the multi-ship small scale kind of stuff and the larger um i almost said canadian i saw saw it in chat <laughs> uh the, the capital ship gameplay because yeah they've taken a long time to get around to capital ship gameplay but they're now starting to um emphasize that like if you want to go out with a group and do all this stuff it's going to take it's it's going to be different um in terms of missions can i suggest a couple for you to try there are some interesting yeah, sort of hidden bits in in star citizen one of i think the best ones is uh Kovalix shipping hub gundo i think it might be called something like that basically okay. if you're just hanging around in the crusader area you'll see it come up in, in i think investigations and it is an open-ended mission fully voice acted mm. multiple endings and no combat it's all just a, a zero g investigation of a ship space or a space station disaster and you kind of get to piece together what happened you can or cannot find all the info so that's a good one to try um okay and then i would also check out the uh let's see the 890 jump boarding missions are pretty good uh those are around r corp and microtech and chat you guys got any forum i think uh well chat it looks like they said that that's the mission that i did because i remember i had to go to a dead space station gather a package okay and then fly exactly. back and deliver that which and you know so i learned all of that and that was fun because i had it was my first spacewalk so oh, i don't know nice. if that's the mission you're talking about but yeah that was I mean, uh, that was really cool like and i i'm you're saying if there's more information yeah i didn't gather all the stuff from the space station because i was more afraid of running out of oxygen you know i'm like i don't i don't know how uh -huh. this works uh, so uh, and obviously learning how to to navigate in, in zero g and i also saw zero saying like i should get my uh, older kids to uh to man uh the ships and yes that will be <laughs> that is absolutely I mean, a plan uh, as they get older right now my oldest is nine and so we've been introducing her to more complex games um but yeah that's that's i love i love gaming with the kids and we do i do that's where i primarily get my game hours in is when we're playing like you know a nintendo together it's a very common uh, joke, both in and outside of the community. Inside of the community, everybody's like, "Yeah, I'm opening a, I'm opening a, an account for my kid." Not even just a joke. People are seriously doing it because you know a lot of people had kids who are now able to play this game, which is strange. Well, it's but... been ten years, man. Yeah. Like, in, yeah. and, <laughs> you know, I and think... I would, I would highly encourage people that you know to have children if you feel like that's something you want, because uh, it's you know, it's definitely worth it. It is work, but it's like it is definitely worth it. You know. It's also like this game, if, if this game's anything like Eve or World of Warcraft or any of those games, it'll be around in 15 years. So people will still yep. definitely be able to play it. 
Oh um, yeah, and I can think how how cool would it be because I always kind of say a family that slays together stays together, <laughs> and so it's like let's freaking go, baby. So yeah, that's that's something that the the challenge I'll have though is that obviously like right now it's alpha, but it's I do think that the the, the system requirements are going to be quite large unless they also start supporting like cloud gaming rigs. Um, to to make that kind of that transition easier, based off of what I saw with with well, Star Engine, what, I was like, "Ooh, this that's is where the server." I bet you need some. That server meshing will help in the processing and the simulation. Um, but when it comes down to people's individual computers, like I like think you're going to see, yeah, the rendering of, of it and actually taking in the information. I uh, like. I don't. I'm not saying that you need a godlike machine, but I'm like, I do have a a very powerful rig, and it makes playing the game both visually, you know, fun and exciting. Um, but I would probably like have to invest most likely into more PCs. Uh, so we, and probably a space to play because this office isn't actually that large. Yeah. So, if you're, otherwise if you're... it's like, man, it gets real hot in here now with like, you know, cause I got six kids. So it's like, imagine if me and my wife and the six kids were playing like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's, a, that's how... a huge, that's a server right, room right there. When me and my wife are playing in the same room, it's like three PCs running and it's, it's too much, but I'm going to be happy when server meshing makes it so that it's our computers that are limiting because it's been too long that we've just no matter what computer you're using you're always dealing with those same problems i would love to know that if i could update my computer hey the game would be running correctly mm -hmm. that'll be a yeah. good day um yes. so we we are running a little bit long i do want to finish things up a little bit soon here but i want to get a couple more of these questions in for you because uh, i think your insight would be really interesting first off a really big one um what are your thoughts on the store, the store, the marketing, the ships, the charging Ooh. of money, all that stuff? I think that's a pretty big topic, but give me your... I was pretty impressed that they were transparent with what they're making. I think that in and of itself is a... If you think about trust, it's, a, it's, like, it's like any kind of bank. You know, you're either making deposits or you're withdrawing. And the fact that they're willing to show that... I was like, that is so risky. Like I see, like, cause when I look at online chatter, like I can see how people can say, oh, they've got enough money or, or what have you. Um, because we don't know all their costs and, 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 and whatnot. We don't know what their burn rate is on their cash. Um, so buying ships, right? Like uh, right now you can go and earn those, but obviously with the wipes, buying a ship gives you the ability to keep that wipe over wipe, you know, it becomes a countdown. I think essentially when we look at, MMORPGs, I don't find any fault in how they are funding this game because, and again, I have to look at it from how I am, how it is now and my perception of it now. I cannot speak to y'all's history, like anybody's history about what was said or promised or things like that. So sure. there is a massive gap in my knowledge that I do not feel emotionally, but my experience with purchasing a ship, the fact that you can do these little tricks to kind of get and save a little bit of money on these upgrades. Uh, I, I feel it that I am helping to fund uh, the, the game development and I'm getting something for that. Uh, I do think that there will be a weird line in the sand when the game is fully, fully out where it's like, okay, these ships are really expensive and you can either, you know, like how long is it gonna take to grind in the game? And what you see with, uh, with video games that have the ability to, to get the item in game, people start doing the math and then they start saying like, oh, they want me to grind out 10,000 hours or I could just spend 20 bucks. Here's the $20, right? So it's like 
there ends up being some, I, I can see some future frustration, but I personally um, don't have any problem with them and how they've uh, they've got their store set up and what they're selling uh, at the, at this time. And if that changes, I'll let people know, but I, it feels like it's pretty much like they're reporting how much they're making. They're, they're showing off like, here's what's happening. And you as a player can choose to opt in or, or opt out of that. It does not feel mandatory to do anything. And I did not feel like I had to buy a ship this weekend. Did you, I wanted to buy a ship this weekend. Did you feel like the first time that you were getting into figuring out how to get the game, it was, it was straightforward enough for you to. Yeah. The, the, the starter package was pretty straightforward. I'm still somewhat confused on upgrades. So what I can, I can gather is that there's a starter and then you can choose to upgrade your ship to another ship. Uh, but I'm like, I want to keep my starter ships, <laughs> you know? So I was like, yeah. I'll just buy them out uh, outright. Um, so I think that, uh, that, that the buying the base game I thought was, was pretty straightforward. It's like, okay, yeah. What's the, what's the low end price. I'm going to, I'm going to spend that. And then now I'm like, okay, having gone on with it, I was like, okay, how can I support this game and, and how much money do I have? And that just comes down to the budget. So, uh, that's where I always kind of go back to. It's like, I, I know a lot of people have, uh, you know, out of control spending habits and that too, that generally leads to more online frustration, but you know, set a budget, you know, and if you're, if, if you're not happy, don't spend money. And if you are happy yeah. and you want to support, spend money but it, i don't feel like any point in time they're like brian if you want to have a fun experience you know give us this money and it's like no 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 they're they're inviting me and then i, I so i like that approach it doesn't feel uh heavy-handed um but maybe the other people disagree well I, I can only speak for how i feel right now no i i think i'm mostly in agreement with you uh the game itself is pretty accessible for the base price i mean it's almost completely accessible really the only time it becomes a problem i would say is Sometimes some of the marketing stuff they do is a little weird. Some of the emails they send, it's, it's a bit much. Um, mm -hmm. But they also have this practice of you release a concept. Uh, sorry, no, you release the, the new ship, right? We got, let's say, salvage gameplay back in March. And yeah. there were two ships that had it, the Reclaimer and the Vulture. I think you could earn the Reclaimer in game, but it's like 15 18 million, I don't know. The Vulture, yeah. though, wasn't released into the game until I think either September or October. So for around four to six months, you basically had to pay money in order to do that specific thing. Now that's very, that does not happen very often. Um, most yeah. of the time there's already a ship in a game that has that gameplay or something like that, but those kinds of weird scenarios can pop up and that's generally, they add up, you know, and it starts to get people. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that's, a, that's one of those like withdrawals of trust. Because yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. So it, that's where it's like, yep, that's, that's, I, I could see how people are frustrated. I think I'd be frustrated if it was like, oh, but I want to, I want to, I want to grind that out. And it's like, oh, you got to wait. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. So there, there are some annoyances there. And, um, you know, at, at the same time, I think there's always going to be concerns about how this ends up going in the long term. Like I, I, I definitely see a ship problem in the future because. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting. You'll have to pay for your ships, right? You have to pay for their storage. Mm -hmm. You have to pay for their hangars. You have to pay for their maintenance. Or you can just leave them and not fly them. But then it's kind mm -hmm. of like, well, why did I buy them? And a lot right. of people have bought dozens and dozens of spaceships that in the future could end up being a problem for CIG when there's anger when they can't use them. So I think there's a lot of questions and unsurety surrounding the ships and the ship sales and how that all will factor into the game long term. 
Yeah, and that's going to be something that they they need to you know the the team needs to make sure they communicate, figure out, and have a have a plan for that, so that you're not sitting here going like, oh, you know, like because one of the things that I I know I want to save up for is I do want to get the reclaimer. <laughs> you know, it's like like this thing is insane. Like this yeah. is so cool, and so it's like yeah, like but you know that's that's going to be neither here nor there. We got plenty of time. The reclaimer <laughs> is beautiful. Oh, it's so cool, beautiful man. I got. I rented it. I rented it and got to fly it this this last weekend, and I was like, "It's insane." And I like how different ships feel differently, you know. So yep. it's not like, "Oh, this flies like every other ship." Nope, you know. So I was like, "This is cool." Do you have any favorites? Uh, well, I haven't flown that that many. I, I was with. I was uh, lost in uh, Walmart. He's a part of the community. Uh, he uh, he uh, had a, a two seater, so I was in the gunner uh, position and he was, uh, and he was flying and I don't unfortunately know what, um, uh, ship that was, but it was cool. Like, it was really fun to be able to like load into the, uh, into the turret and just be able to like, that's all I'm focusing on while he's flying. And then I have, I guess my starter ship, which, uh, is, is pretty straightforward. <laughs> oh, uh, Aurora. I believe so. Yeah. I got to get you in with, with our org and show you some of the different ships and stuff we could do with them in this game. We'll have to set something yeah. up for that. Well, I agree. That sounds like a lot of fun. I was like, because also rocking around uh, AIE and seeing all the different, you know, ships that they were showcasing and the new one that they just added. I was like, oh, man, I, I you know, I don't have it in the budget this month, but I think I'm going to have to, I want to purchase that new one that that looked very alien-esque, you know, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, the yeah. Suilin. It's nice yeah. IAE when you can just rent all of the yes. ships and try them out. And that's it's one so of the, cool. One of the best parts about this game, too, is like you can play the game for free like four times a year and and check out you know how is it changing what are they doing you don't have to pay the money you don't have to do anything to to get a your own first person progress update on it which i think is a nice touch with the game as well yeah exactly um all right last couple questions how how does covering this game differ from your normal kind of content like like final fantasy or <laughs> other types of games I've done more reactions. I usually don't do reaction content that much. Uh, so I've done a lot more reactions because people are like, oh, and the nice thing about that is I've reached out to the different creators and like, hey, can I react? Um, you know, I try to, because I, I have like very strong views on reaction content because having been somebody who creates videos and gets reacted to, I know that there is a massive diminishing return over time. So whenever reaction content is discussed online, there's people who are adamant defenders of it. And I think the solution is a YouTube solution. YouTube just needs, because they, YouTube already has the solution and it's for the big companies and it's for the shorts. And it allows you to link your video to that one. And if they yeah. ever gave that ability to link uh, like source videos to reactions, then I have no problem with reactions at that point. So I try to be mm -hmm. very mindful of anything that I'm reacting to because I know what it's like as a creator to get reacted to and see your, your, your video just get crushed once that reaction gets posted and there's nothing you could do about it unless you want to become a pariah within the content creator community. And for me, I like doing content. It's a hobby and uh, I have no uh, plans on, you know, becoming, <laughs> becoming somebody who's like, well, you know, it's all about, you know, like those strikes and stuff. And I don't like how that, uh, how that's the only option creators have right now. Yeah. So hopefully YouTube steps up and makes a change. But so well, you've seen the more reaction content, which is nice because a lot of the stuff has already been out for plenty of time. So that always is, is good. So that there's a, uh, you know, enough bandwidth that that happens. And a lot of people said, especially in reacting to 
uh, the news and information. And it's like they get to go to uh, and watch SidCon again um, because now they're going to see that, you know, they're, they're my reaction to the news and, and which is fun. But um, content wise, I'm going to keep doing uh, my lunch and loot streams and hopefully, uh, you know, a weekend stream. I still want to play and finish like Final Fantasy 16. So I, I still like weave in and out of different single player games as, a, you know, I, I always got to play what I want to what I want to play. Otherwise, it just doesn't become fun. But yeah. um, I've got a couple of video like subjects that I've that I was like, oh, people have asked my opinion about. And so I was like, oh, I'll sit down and film that. And um, I don't I don't really have like dramatic plans about like all right like i'm gonna cover like you know every every bit of news because like i just i don't know i'm having fun and my my whole philosophy with content creation is you know like oh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna make the video that i feel like i want to make that day or you know uh, or work on a a bigger scripted project but yeah i it's uh i usually kind of you know i i usually just kind of throw stuff against the wall see what i what i like and then keep what i don't i mean keep what i like and throw away what i don't nice so you're looking to uh keep diving more into star citizen you think you'll still yeah. stick to sort of oh yeah um uh general uh, content start... in other games but <laughs> oh yeah and I, I don't you know i think variety is a really important thing especially as gamers and one of the things that i see a lot of content creators do is they focus in on where their growth is coming from and then they feel like they end up getting trapped and it's that no like i'm still gonna talk about other games that i'm interested in. i'm still gonna play other games uh, and I'm still going to keep playing Star Citizen. So it's not like, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I think, and again, I know variety is a very hard thing to grow as, but I'm not trying to be a content creator who grows. I'm just being somebody who's like, I'm going to talk about this. This is important to me. And uh, I'm excited about this. I'm going to share that. And if people want to respond to that, then they can respond to it. And if they don't, that's perfectly fine. Again, my kids do not, you know, their, their well-being does not rely on my video performing well. And so I get to, I have that level of freedom where I know there are big content creators who do not have that freedom. And they've told yeah. me like, man, I wish I could, I wish I could sit here and, you know, talk about this or do this, but I can't because I know I'm going to lose subs. And it's like that, that, that's their importance. And I'm like, no, I think it's about being honest and having fun. And so, uh, yeah, like I, you'll still like, if you do check out my content and channel, like I'll post on different games, you know, like whatever, like I, I want to uh you know in that regards and i try i try to like you know like hit a couple of different topics each week and i, I like to sit down and look at the comments and see what people are talking about uh, on the videos and, and and then you know craft that and i try to like you know again i'm bad at like you know publishing any kind of schedule but i try to communicate in advance as, as advanced as i can like okay because like i remember somebody was like I'm looking forward to your next starfield video uh sorry star star, star citizen video and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, like right now I'm thinking that's going to come out on Friday and it did, it came out on Friday. So it's like, you know, it's like, if you're like, Hey, when's this, you know, coming out, you know, you just got to either check back on the channel, you got to hit notifications, or if you're in the discord, you'll get pinged, um, for whatever role, like you're following. So like, you know, if you're not interested in new world and I post on new world, like you won't see that notification, but if you, but if you are then, oh yeah, like I didn't watch Brian's, you know, video on this but I, oh i'm interested in that so i we try to set it up that way yeah i would say starting in star citizen it, as somebody who did start in star citizen um making content for other games can be difficult because something you'll hear a lot when people play star citizen is when they go back and other, play other games even though star citizen can be a little bit janky or a little unfinished mm -hmm. they'll generally be like oh it just makes other games harder to enjoy like yeah because of the stuff in this game and, and i feel like it's kind of the same with content like mm -hmm. i have i've i've made 
tried making content for games I like. Halo, Cyberpunk, and Starfield mm -hmm. were all games that I kind of pursued. And every yeah. time I'm like, man, making that content is not as fun. And that's where you got it. That, that's where like I would have to I would set that down. And like if that content's not fun, that's like, again, like I go back to, you know, I retired from Final Fantasy 14 and that was like the community was really excited about that announcement. A lot of people were like the, the vast majority of the of communities tend to be kind of these silent you know, minorities who are just, you know, the silent majority, which is usually very well and re rational. But you end mm -hmm. up in every game like this when people are like this game's community toxic is like toxicity exists in every one, you know what you, and chances are you either haven't run into it yet or you're a part of it. <laughs> you know, you're too close to it. Cause you don't no, see it. Cause no, you nonsense. are it. Just doesn't exist. Nonsense. <laughs> not, not at all. But uh, like when it comes down to it, it's like, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, if you're not having fun making, making a video about something like that's a perfectly good opportunity to say like, I'm sending it down. And for me, like, again, if that cost me, I think it cost me like 2000 subs uh, last year. Oh, all right. 2000 subs. Cool. Like I'm, you just like I gotta, saw the I gotta number be go down by 2000. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was uh, on like one specific video. It was like 700. Another one was 500. Another one was like. Uh -huh. 300 so it was like yeah you know, it was just like okay we're because somebody well, was like i'm just only following you for that content and now you're not making that content and i'm like I, I get it nobody owes me anything right like you don't owe me a follow you don't owe me you know any of your time but if i earn it like that's cool and we can have a real conversation about it but uh yeah i'm not gonna sit here and stress and that's where it's like all right that's what i talk about like i'll occasionally make subscriber purge videos where it's just like i know i'm gonna lose subscribers but it's the most honest and therefore the most loving video that i can put out on the internet um because in my mind it it respects your time more than anything that i can do and it's always interesting to me that when people look at that with with like hate or, or you know I'm like i'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings but it's like when people are like oh man you suck now blah, 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 you don't you know it's like all right like <laughs> go find somebody fun to watch like there's so much content, you know, there's so many great content creators, like don't, don't let me ruin it. I'm, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be happy about a game that I'm like, I'm just not having fun covering it anymore. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, all right. <laughs> well, I feel like YouTube really does not do a good job of giving people the content they want as it is anyways. It it's, doesn't, It's not. but great they at... just, they just added a new thing on your channel page that has for you, for the viewer who's looking at the channel page. And I think that's going to probably go a long way yeah, uh, but into helping it. Yeah. We both know that recommendations get 60 plus percent of the clicks. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where yeah. all, and, and recommendations are awful. They are basically, <laughs> what did you watch in the last two days? They're better oh, we'll than Twitch. You with more They're better that. than Twitch. Yeah. yeah. But, but if you, if you're sub to somebody, let's say you sub to somebody three years ago and they put out a video, they put out videos regularly. Um, YouTube won't a lot of times not give you that video unless it's about the, the game that you followed them for, right? So like if they oh, put out something yeah. about a different thing, YouTube might not even show that to you. You might have 20 right. oh, videos yeah. on their channel you haven't seen and didn't know. Yeah, exactly. And well, that's one of the things a lot of people ask is like, I actually have multiple channels. So I have Ginger Prime, which is my main one. I have Work to Game, which is a kind of our my podcast collaboration channel. Uh, that That's what that's involved into, which I've been running with my friend and we've been adding in other content creators into this mindset of like uh, just basically a philosophy of like hey we all have jobs we all love video games you know this is about having fun and, and playing when we can and not having a high pressure you know situation if you're looking for a community to get involved in and then i have a new world central blue protocol central and the reason i broke those off is like the same kind of thing where it's like 
because I talk about multiple things, the reason why variety content is so hard for content creators, and I really drive it towards the game rather than me as a personality, because uh, I, I like I'm a stand up comedian. I'm very offensive. I've got a lot of offensive humor. I have a lot of non-offensive humor. Like it's just that like I get that I'm an acquired taste. So I try not to make it about me and I try to make it about the game and then just kind of covering the game in a way that I, I wish I would see more people cover games and not that they don't. It's just you're right. YouTube might not even, you know, that's why the best thing you can do for a content creator that you like is actually share out their uh, their content with people that you know because that in and of itself is the best recommendation system hands down. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, I, I'm like, okay, well, I really want to make a video about new world. Well, I'm going to post that over on new world central so that people who subscribe for new world content only get new world content. And then they don't skip a video because when you're doing variety and somebody watches a video, watches a video, skips a video, skips a video. So if I did a couple of videos that like that people were like, oh, I just subbed for Star Citizen and Brian hasn't talked about Star Citizen in a couple of days. Like it's going to start, it's, it's, it might not even push the Star Citizen video out uh, to those who subscribe for Star Citizen content. And so you have to be very kind of mindful of that. And then somebody who publishes a lot of content, you know, it's like, it's just something where I'm like, I just can't worry about it. Like, this is what I want to sit down and talk about today. I'm going to just post it. And that's where when people get involved in the discord, it, it means way more because that means that they get the notifications that they actually really care about versus, you know, like that's why versus me trying to, you know, like I don't do it, but I use, that's where you see it. When I see content creators who, who go full time, start to sensationalize their, uh, their content it's because if they don't and you don't click on the video they're going to get punished for it and they know that and they're looking at the numbers and the math and realizing they're not making enough money for rent <laughs> yeah and that's why like the way that youtube is trying to push that kind of stuff is just not not great yeah. um so that honestly that's that about wraps up our time here i think i don't want to take too much more of your time i'd like to thank you though for coming on to talk about your experiences with the game it has been a good a good time to join as we said and yeah, citizen con has set us up for some good stuff is there anything maybe that you've seen like new upcoming features that are like the most the engine upgrades thing? and the ui yeah. it's weird like one of the things i've complained about as somebody who's like i've got really good vision but people were like oh you missed that notification or you missed this and it's like i'm actually not i'm looking at it and i'm not seeing it and so the new ui updates with the kind of the menus and the fonts and how they're doing stuff i was like i can see that so watching that piece of it i was like oh my gosh that oddly enough is the thing i'm looking forward to uh, more than anything else because that means i'm going to be able to see things just a little bit more clearer and have an easier time with that and then they showed off the inventory as well and so i was like it's it's crazy but that's where i was getting the most excited for was this quality of life features yeah the quality of life is freaking great <laughs> the <qual> we have <laughs> our life has not been like, super it wasn't quality. content oh, yeah man. it wasn't content it was quality that they, they got me <laughs> it's like we uh, some of the things it's fun to tell people be like just three years ago in this game we couldn't even send money to each other like the yeah. the inventory wasn't working until two years ago like it's funny to look at how recently significant things came into the game and just how much of quality of life is just starting to become more of a of a focus over mm. the last year yeah so good timing man um for anybody who wants to check out any of the content we talked about over the course of today or see more of your stuff where can they find you 
Well, uh, you could probably start with Ginger Prime on YouTube. It's like if you do the at tag at Ginger Prime Gaming, uh, and that essentially just opens you up to any of the other content uh, I make, whether it's comedy or, or what have you. Uh, so if you start there and just kind of check out what you guys want to check out, and uh, hopefully you enjoy what you end up uh, seeing and hearing and get involved in the Discord, which is linked all in my description of all my videos. If you're interested in, uh, you know, playing together or hanging out, uh, et cetera, just always, I always try to remind people is like, uh, you know, it's like, I don't, I can't commit to a streaming schedule. Uh, and, uh, and that makes my streams both fun, but also they, they tend to be anywhere from one to maybe no more than three hours. Uh, so I try to try, I try to schedule those in advance. Uh, but, uh, just note that I don't, I don't know when the next time I'm streaming is it could be tomorrow. It could be. And then next week. <laughs> yeah, everybody, I think everybody understands that completely. I, I, streaming is insane. Trying to set up streams and make them work on, on a schedule, especially with everything you have going on in real life is, is nuts. So I don't think anybody yeah. blames you. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I'm just, this is about fun. We're having a good time. Uh, if you can hang out, hang out. If not, worry. It's like, it's, I don't want ever, I never want anybody to feel pressured to, you know, oh, like, yeah, like, no, I get it. Like, enjoy your life. I, Find things that give you give you joy and uh, and do that. And if for some reason we align, you know, for a schedule once in a while, awesome. If yep. not, like, you know, hopefully soon. <laughs> all right. Well, folks, the all the show notes for Ginger Prime will be linked down below or sorry, all of his links will be linked down below in the show notes. Um, but as always, you'll be able to find the episode posted probably in the next couple of days. If you're watching this after the fact, then you you found it. But it'll be on YouTube, audio platforms or wherever you get your Space Tomato content normally. Maybe like a pigeon delivery. I don't know. However it happens, <laughs> though, happy to deliver. Uh, thank you again for joining us for this little bonus episode. We'll have our normal episode out again next week. And also our previous episode just came out. Ginger Prime, thank you one last time for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed the show and we can do some more content in the future as well. Yes, yes, that sounds like a great plan. And thanks for having me. And thanks, chat, for hanging out. I uh, really appreciate all the different messages. Lots of positivity, which is always really refreshing yep. uh, when people are this excited about like what's to come with the future of this game. Oh, it's great. That's the best part. It's just positivity, passionate uh, passion. Guys, sorry about the camera and some of the audio stuff. Just a little bit internet connection problems with this one, but should be good all in the recording and next week. So I'll catch you in the next one.